is episode 11 of the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gorblax Jaffe, and joining me this week are four individuals whose main career experience is wandering the circumference of town on the overworld map. Please welcome creator of the popular iPhone game Ziggurat, Tim Rogers. What? Creator of the soon-to-be-popular iPhone game Oh Dear, Brandon Sheffield. Honk. Um, Frank Cifaldi, who I think made some kind of game with he, Rob the Robot in it? He, he owns an iPhone. Okay. Yeah, true. Owner of an iPhone, Frank Cifaldi. I Cifaldi's. own two iPhones right now. And creator... Yeah. And... Apple fanboy. And creator of the popular iPhone games Cannibalt, Gravity Hook, and The Hunger Games Girl on Fire, none other than Adam Saltzman. Adam Pepper Saltzman. Gravity Hook is super not popular. It's not? <laughs> I like it. I hate that game. That's a joke. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know that you were the creator of the Hunger Girls. The Hunger, the Hungry Game. Hunger Girls. Hungry Girls. That's a whole other. That's a whole other calendar for a whole other country. That's not even. Hey, hey! I got an idea for, for your my, next for, game. That's for, my um, iPhone game. The Hunger, the Hunger, Hunger Girls for my <laughs> Bengals cover band. I got an idea for your next game, Saltzman. Mm-hmm. Hungry Girls Game on Fire. <laughs> I was wait, 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 I gotta write this down. I'm, if I don't write this down... <laughs> Hungry Girls Game on Fire! Tim, it is way too early in the podcast for these terrible jokes. I was really sad <laughs> that the girl didn't actually light on fire in the game. <laughs> that was that was in the feature list, man. It got cut. We ran out of time. Man, god darn crunching. Adam, so Adam, Adam uh, I'm dating this girl who just read through all three books, and I had my iPad out, and I was like, oh, I have this Hunger Games uh, game. Do you want to see it? She said, yeah. She was really excited. And then she watched it for about 10 seconds, and she's like, does anything else happen? And I was like, yeah, you got to wait. And then she waited for another 10 seconds, and then she just walked away. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, because that game is pretty good. Yeah, so, Not our target demographic. We had, a, we had a specific assignment, which was to try and convince, uh, like, uh, man boys that d- thought that The Hunger Games was just like Twilight, that it was actually cool. You know what, Saltzman? After I played your game, I literally read all three books. I'm not kidding. Actually, I played your game. I read the first two chapters of the book. You should, <laughs> you should read, read the next chapter. It really heats up in chapter three. All right. After I played the game, I uh, I watched part of the movie on my neighbor's uh, personal screen on an airplane. <laughs> Why was your neighbor on an airplane with you? Uh, he was only my neighbor for airplane purposes. Oh man, you weren't supposed to answer that. That was supposed to be Jaffe's purpose. Tim, to Brandon, the show. Tim, Brandon, everybody else, Frank, Adam Saltzman. Let's begin this show. Uh, Good idea. Here is the format, in case anyone listening or you, Adam, are unfamiliar with that format. I'm going to throw you a question or a topic. Uh, You're going to address it in six minutes or less. None of you have heard any of these before. I made up nine of them. The listeners gave us one of them. And if you go over six minutes, I'm going to play a terrifying sound effect, and we'll be forced to move on to the next one, no matter what. Are you guys ready? NMW. Yes. All right, forever. Ready. Let's do this. I was ready this morning, but I don't know about right now. Let's begin with question number one. What is your favorite depiction in a video game of hell? Oh man, definitely not Earthworm Jim. No, Earthworm Jim. That game is dad jokes all day. That's what the game is. <laughs> I, I don't. It's like lol. There's a bunch of lawyers. Lol. There's elevator music. I don't. I. You know what? I D G A F. I mean, Ben Tenable is a dad, though, right? Like, it's 
And that shouldn't be way out of left field, right? Yeah, he's a he's a right wing conservative dad, so it's right field that you would be Ooh. way out of. This is this is uh this is going to be a conservative uh, conservative. Uh, this is going to be a uh uh, 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 uh disputed uh, position, I think. Controversial. That's the word I was looking for. A disputation. I don't know what happened to all my brain words, but they straight <laughs> left my 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 brain mouth area. Speech. Um, I'm doing it. I really liked the depiction of hell-ishness in uh, Shadow of the Darned. Shadow because, of the Darned? Oh, I like that too, actually. It yeah. was very like a livable world that people were in, that demons were just like shoveling corpses and just doing their normal stuff. It was, And it was it was just a place. That game can ride a motorcycle right out of town, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right, that's why I thought it would be a little controversial. It's not controversial, um, it's just, it's like... <laughs> well, okay, we're not we're not talking about the game. We're talking about the environment. Yabba dabba do, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think that yabba dabba do, and also <laughs> that uh, it was a fine hell. I agree yeah, with Brandon. that was a real um, good hell. It was. I mean, they had they had. It, it looked like a place, you know. It, it, it had. It, some, it looked like it had some function to it. It wasn't just like oh, hell's a bunch of fire and mountains. I guess no. It's like people have to live there. And it, it looks like a really terrible place to live, but but and place where people can actually live. Um, um, well, I also hmm. liked I also liked uh, Namco's Samurai Ghost. Samurai Ghost. Yep, that's not a thing. That's a yeah, game I've definitely. never heard of before. What? Really? It's a PC Engine and arcade game that is has, has a kind, a of, kind weird of weird control, control mechanism, mechanism and, and echoing. echoing. Hi, it's Hi, me. Hey, me. Hey, me. Wow, that's really bad. Why yeah, is that happening now? I don't know, but anyway, um, it's it stars a long-haired uh, oni type goat samurai ghost creature who slices dudes with swords and samurai uh, ghost creature has a uh, has candles for for a life bar. I'm gonna say I like uh, hmm. I like that Dante's Inferno. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what about what about games that have like a purgatory style, like like your demon's souls hub or whatever? Sure, I, I think guess that counts. A fictional hell is a hell nonetheless. I think those are pretty cool. Hmm. Are you trying to talk about literally? It doesn't have to be a literal hell. It can be that video game universe's Dude, hell. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and step one one more circle outside of the question and just say Doom. Yeah, I was going to ask when Doom knee deep, in, knee deep in the dead, baby. You know? Yeah, I'm actually super fond of... Like I don't know if it's pure nostalgia. I'm guessing it's at least like ninety percent nostalgia. But I like that. I like the whole. I like the like like skin walls. Oh man, the flesh with walls. absolutely no context whatsoever. Spine walls. There's just like shitloads of spines. Man, like man. vertebra. When when and not not arranged artfully, just you know like plastered onto vector hallways. Just splashed on there when. Yeah. Uh, when I was hanging out with American McGee once, and I invited my friend who was, uh, uh, what do you call it, big Doom fan, and all he wanted to do was talk about Doom. And, like, he just kept asking American McGee, like, what was with those walls in that one place and Doom 2? And it's like a level I didn't even know about because I didn't really play in as much detail as him. And American McGee was like, yeah, it was pretty fun. Just like, <laughs> just like, just like being like, yeah, let's put this on a wall. And it's like, that was it. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. What in about general. Helen Diablo? Diablo? Diablo 2? Diablo 2 Act 4. Right? Is it the final act of Diablo 2? Has a, It's just straight up Hades, Satan. 
all that. It's like pretty mm. straight up. Uh, Gears of War 2, when you go into the Locust's stronghold, has a real Doom slash Diablo slash 1993 video games are awesome. Uh, they, would, they would splash stuff on walls. What, in, in Gears of War? Yeah. Was there stuff on walls? I don't know. I feel like those walls are made for splashing, right? Like, like that's just what they'll thing. do. That's, yeah, well, I mean, there's name a wall. Name a wall in any Gears of War game that doesn't have things splashed on it. They love splashing on it. Ever since they invented that static mesh uh, spray paint tool mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. in in Unreal Three, where you can like like paint a mesh, like, mm-hmm. or you can like yeah, like that's that's pretty cool. They they overdid that in Gears of War Three. Uh, they went nuts on it. They went to town. Gears of War 2 had it a lot, but th- that whole final level of Gears of War 2 where there's like those football fields, like with the lava and, uh, like those walls that like you press a switch to raise like a giant steel gear wall out of the ground, like for cover. Like that felt like classy Doom Diablo old school 90s video game. OMG fire mm. and brimstone and demons. I, that's so. I would say Gears of War two, even though that's kind of not really right. Well, I'm still going with uh, with uh, Shadow of the Danged. I am. Um, I'm with Brandon as as uh, quote unquote controversial as that is, or whatever word you use. <laughs> I used uh, I used conservative first, which is definitely the wrong one. Right. <laughs> I'm definitely a Doom man, but I really I had another one and I totally forgot it. I had like I had a pretty good Purgatory, and then it was just gone. Oh, well, too bad. Well, you don't have any more time to remember. We're moving on to question number two. All right, let's hear it. Question two. What is it about... No. No, I'm I'm doing this. I don't care, Frank. Question number two. (laughs) What is it about giant robots that people find so appealing? They're giant and they're robots. I mean... I've been trying to figure that out for a long time. There's this this dude uh, called Cacophonous on the internet that... Ollie Barter is his name. Cacophonous. Cacophonous. Cacophanous. <laughs> it's misspelled. He time. uh, he's a game designer nowadays and stuff. And um, he's I've referred to him before as a robosexual because he really seems to enjoy those giant robots so much. And I don't know what it is. I guess it's some some kind of aesthetic thing that people are like, man, look at those chunky. It's like that that Japanese term dekaboko, like the the. Feeling yeah. of all these chunky, chubby things being uh, big old chest. Yeah, pushed together into this one massive hulking beast uh, appeals to people. Can I make a confession right now? Yeah. On there? Do it. Go ahead. Even though I, I'm I'm of the correct age and everything, um, I don't get Transformers, and I just kind of pretend to sometimes. When would why you ever pretend? Why would you pretend? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I guess robots are cool. It's like a, it's like a carryover from being a child. I actively don't you know, when, like when I was in like elementary school and Transformers are really cool and I just kind of convinced myself that yeah, that they're that's cool. They're robots and stuff. I guess that's neat. Um but I've I, I, and I think I still kind of pretend just cuz I uh never grew out of that somehow. I mean, is, I think I think giant robots is the same appeal as you know, like giant kaiju monsters stomping around or whatever. It's like when you're a kid, you can't even see onto the kitchen table, and if you're Godzilla, you can see over everything. Yeah, some people right? never like, let go of that feeling of wanting to be taller. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's. Um, 
like like it's just like the like super super basic like you know power fantasy, but in like a, a pleasantly like dimensional way. Yeah, you know, I think also kind of going off that, a lot of these the the folks that really like this stuff, you know, they they really love that Evangelion or whatnot, and in those you had giant powerful crazy monster things that were piloted by fragile emotional teens with a million feelings and the 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 people could be like i have a million feelings i could pilot a giant robot mech that makes me infinitely powerful but then every time they're in one of those all they ever talk about especially in them japanese rpgs like that xenogears is and xenogears and evangelion alike it's I hate robots. I hate being in this robot. And then the zone of the enders, uh, you're, you're a guy who's like, I hate this robot. Why do I have to be in this robot? And it's like, you're sitting there going, I'd love to be in that robot. You stupid <laughs> punk. Give me that robot. <laughs> I, See, that, I, feel like, I feel like the zone of the enders robots are like, are, I, I love the designs. I love Yoji Shinkawa in general, but like those are the most transparent robots because they have huge robot dongs. Yeah, big yeah. old robot. Like penis. that's that's like the one to one. Not only are you a giant robot, but you have a huge steel dong. Yeah, and you can transform into an airplane. Yeah, that coach of a nude he's doing. Yep, Make it's all there. It's all there on the page. I think. I think Kojima was kind of just sitting around smoking cigarettes when they made that game. He's like, "Yeah, that looks good." Can I make another? <laughs> I, I want to make another confession. Okay, my last confession was a complete lie, and I totally get it, and I want a giant robot dick. Okay. <laughs> nice. I feel, like, I feel like we've grown here. Yeah, thank you. I'm Sometimes ready. the giant robot dick is just a cigar. However, I haven't grown, if you know what I mean. I'm, a, I'm already, you know, I've already lived. That fantasy doesn't mean anything to me because I don't, I don't really care. You know, it's like, yeah, some people might think that's big, but I've, to me that's kind of just normal <laughs> or a little bit small. With that blatant lie, can I move on to question three? Wait, no. Yeah, Wait, let's do it. Were we done well, we with that? Yeah, I'm sure we answered that pretty satisfactorily. I, w- I just wanted to add one final note that there's a difference. There's like all these different types of people. There's the real robots. There's the super robots, right? Sure. There's, the, uh, there's many different types of robots. There's the Steel Battalion robots, the Mech Warrior robots. But I just want to say that the, the robots from the, the 80s, like the Gundams, those are really cool robots, and I would have one of those if robots were available to buy. Okay. Yeah. A car. Those are real cool robots. And I will just add as a last thing that while I don't really identify with liking giant robots, I am very interested in human-sized robots and the, the kind of like uh, AI and gaining humanity or, or not and robot rights kind of thing. As, Sex especially yeah. as, that's, that's not the story. That's not the question at all, though. We were talking about that. That's interesting. The end. We were talking about rideable robots. Unless you're going to be piggybacking on one of those, that rideable doesn't count. Rideable, rideable robots. Ride, ride a, ride a blowbot. Ride a blowbot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then go ahead. Give Question the next. number three. <laughs> what can we expect from Grand Theft Auto 20? Did you say Grant Theft Auto? Is someone going to steal Grants? He no, said Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto 20. He said Grand Theft Auto 20. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Well, well so what's, what's the next one? The next one's five. Right? Yes. They've made five of them in how many years? Um, the first the first one was 1998. 98. And okay. they made two. They made Vice City. They made San Andreas. Oh. They made Vice City Stories. They made uh, Liberty City well, Stories. A, they yeah, made that one a lot of the GBA. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of spinoffs. Of there's a lot of days yeah. here, but there's only one core team for the core 
uh, franchise going forward. I mean, they, they don't do the stories. Um, so let's assume the 20 is the 20th like core team Grand Theft Auto game, right? Yes. Okay. So that would mean that they do five every... Every 14 years? Yeah, it sounds about right. So yeah. that'll be uh, uh, some math there that needs to be done. It's like 42 years, depending on how you pad it out, right? Okay. Well, it's, it's, well, Adam Saltzman, I mean, it's more like 46 or 56 years. But yeah, so 56 years. I, I think that's not really the question. It's like, well, okay, okay, so wait, wait, maybe it is. Yeah. 56 years, so in the year 2054. So that's not technically the core team, right? Because like a, a fair amount of them will be dead. Is somebody yeah. going to die? But it'll be, there will be people who they've handed off the, the they passed the baton to. Uh, I wasn't children. Sure. Would it be the same team? What I was arguing was that uh, we don't count the spinoffs in number of games. Yeah, we say, we say five core, yeah, yeah, that's, that yeah. is correct. So they've made, Four games in fourteen years. Well, I, we say five games because the fifth one is basically imminent. Well, the question, like, like, you know, no, no more math, right? Like yeah, the, let, the let's question, deal with the actual the question, guts, not when's the release date. The thing. question is, what is the well, what is the logical conclusion? What is what is the vector that GTA is on? Why is it interesting, and why, like, what would that be? What's the most amazing? Yeah, yeah, we get that. Of- we get that. That's that's totally okay. We get that. Uh, I, just, I just feel like the math, the math is the kind math, of a stalling. The math, the math is very important. Listen, you're you're the one who just wasted 40 seconds saying that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm the only person with keeping a stopwatch here. Apparently, uh, the the math is important because the game will be coming out in 2054, and obviously these games mirror the real world in some way, right? Yeah. So the world's going to be different. Will we have flying cars by then? Will we have private jetpacks? Will we have? Uh, Will everybody actually finally have a segue by then? What sort what of real world? Like? Will it be meaningfully different? Like like 2012, how meaningfully different is that from 1962? Right? We have cell phones. iPhones. Yeah. yeah. iPhones. The rest of the infrastructure is basically the same. So, okay. So, Grand Auto 20, instead of the crappy uh, cell phone that he had uh, in 4, his crappy cell phone will be an iPhone. It'll be okay, no, great. no. It won't even be an iPhone. It'll be some sort of thing graded. It'll be a Google Glass or something. It'll be it'll be like this glass thing that just expands when you open your hand or something. And and uh, friends will call you all the time asking to hang out. No, <laughs> you want to go parabolic? No, they will. They will post on your Facebook wall, and you'll yeah. get like a little Facebook note. Your friend has said hi. Like what? What's going to happen? This is what I'm building up to here. Is the next Grand Theft Auto 20 is going to be cyberpunk? But not cyberpunk because reality will be cyberpunk. It's real, right? Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll be in some kind of domed city because the world is all screwed up out there. And yeah, I and think it'll, it'll, in the it'll future, be like, cyberpunk will just be punk. It won't even be punk. It'll be normal. Yeah, punk punk will be grotesque. You won't even cyber normal. We're not even allowed <laughs> to talk about what punk is going to be in 2054 because it's it's just obscene. Yeah, but uh. Uh, I would say that by Grand Theft Auto 6 or 8, maybe even by 5, we will uh, start to have kind of HBO series quality writing mm-hmm. to it. Because 4 kind of started to touch on uh, what would happen if we had a real story and the character wasn't just a faceless murderer with right. a kind of a voice. So I feel like by at some point in the future, we're going to have characters who actually talk about cool stuff <laughs> and have like realistic relationships. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the core thing. I think you're getting at like the guts of the thing that GTA would someday hopefully become. 
which yeah. to me is like what I hope everything that's not sports becomes, which is like there are uh, gameplay mechanics about humans. Yep. Yeah. Well, in addition yeah, to that, I'm going to say there's yeah. probably not a 20 at this point. We're probably an ongoing series of episodes in a in an evolving city rather than numbered sequels. Yeah, I, I often talk about like when when will we have like Liberty City just be well, like some uh, an asset or a middleware that people yeah. can license <laughs> to set a game in it. By then, it'll be like Liberty World or something. You know, it'll be a very large map, and you can. Yeah. You can I am. I am predicting that sometime within the next 50 years, there's going to be an entire genre of video games set in a one-to-one scale model of the entire world. That's well, uh, not the entire world. I don't know about just that. the just the interesting parts, the immediately interesting parts. Yeah. New York the City. Big cities. Yeah, I mean, definitely the big cities. Maybe all of the United States or something. But there, there's a lot of useless map and and. I don't know, maybe I'm not thinking far ahead enough, but there's just too much wasted empty space to make that. Somebody's going to invent a program that just turns Google Maps Street View into a realistic, amazing 3D game world. Sure, and exactly. then it'll be open source, mm-hmm. tweak it and stuff. Um, but I, I actually think that's the real answer. By 2056 or whatever, Grand Theft Auto will be user-generated mission. Yay! Woo! Awesome. I'm going to chalk that one up as a success. <laughs> Good job, everybody. I guess we sort of answered that question. Question number four is a variety that is an insert credit podcast favorite. Oh man, John Romero, Jonathan Blow, Cliffy B, Kill mm. Harry Screw. Oh man! Now one caveat, Brandon. For the purposes of this question, all three of them are guaranteed to outlive you. Uh, that's Frank. That's oh. Frank. Yeah, that is Don't Frank. confuse us. I'm I'm the one that always comes up with the first solution to this. Frank, does, Frank doesn't Frank care about the one, oldies. Frank's the one that's like, well, I'm going to choose which one's going to die, and then I'm going to take his money, and uh, so I don't have to do it for as long. Yeah, that's uh, like that's that that kind of speaks to, as I've said before, some deeper issues. Okay, <laughs> guys, enough enough about my issues. Come on, let's get serious. Let's talk about John Romero's issues. He's okay. never, he's never going to cut that hair. Period. Okay. So okay. um, I think I think we're all gonna do Cliffy B, right? I mean, that's... nope. I'm gonna marry Cliffy B. Okay, I'd, I'd marry Cliffy B. Well, I mean, he yep. got married, didn't Actually, he? You know what? I'm 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 thinking in reverse area. I think guy's got right. biceps and a Lambo. I mean, come on. <laughs> and he's and he's a uh, he's smart, but not not too smart. He's still bro smart, so you can pretend you're smarter than him sometimes. He's, he's, he's business smart. He's game smart. He's he's job smart. Yeah, the of the three, he's like the one I'd want to talk to ever. So. I think yes, I you guys, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to like, just have him taken care of. What do you like, mean? Like, like buried and just yeah. No, you don't like. Cliffy I think he's B? good. Cliffy, why don't you like Cliffy B. Adam Saltzman? <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> a personal thing. I just are like. You, are like, you jealous because he can climb mountains faster than you? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like. Yes. What? What's. <laughs> This this will sound awful. I'm sure this won't come back to bite me in the ass. Like, what's what's his contribution to like humanity? Oh man, well, <laughs> video games for one thing. I mean, he gets yeah. it done, man. We can answer that question. Yeah, but what is what does he get done? Okay, so so I've we, had this argument with my friend Bob a million times. Okay, keep going, Frank. Well, is, this is isn't that, coming from like an angry, passionate place. Like, I'm just like 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 edge. Like, tell me why 
he shouldn't be like just okay, quietly I, removed. I understand that you don't like him and want him killed or anything, but why do you want him killed more than Romero or Blow? Um, more. Yeah, because um, we're choosing. We have to choose each for each. Right, know? right, right. I guess I don't have a good reason. Like I would, I would genuinely, I, I genuinely don't want Jonathan Blow to be dead. Okay, I can say that much. I, I've gotten that far. So okay. him, him, I would like to not be dead. I can explain to you very briefly why uh, uh, Cliffy B is is good to keep around. He understands how mechanics work. He understands what people like and how to make a game that has that is actually a good, solid, playable game that will also appeal to a large number of people without significantly pandering. And it's he's very good at making smart pop culture uh, entertainment and. That is it's like what's a what's an example? Gears of War. <laughs> Gears which, of War. Like, which which of one? Gears of War one and two are really good. They yeah. have good level which, design. Which, which parts? The level level five of Gears of War, or the end of level four of Gears of War one, where you have to climb up the stairs and fight guys on your way up the stairs, then get into a house and get into the basement. I and steal didn't something. get that far. And then you have to defend the house, and then you have to get down the stairs. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty even, smart. Even just the. Uh, the way that the character moves and the way the action feels it's like people loved Resident Evil four. But when Gears of War came out, it was like, oh, so here's, um, you know, Resident Evil four had basically tank controls compared to what this is doing. Like it was so much smarter. It, it they had the how come snap- it feels so much worse? Would you than- would you rather would you rather marry the guy who invented the cover system or the guy who made it work? Are you going to go with that that that? Kill switch guy. I don't even know who that guy is. Is there a guy? No. I'm just anti cover system in general. I guess. What does this do with carrying or killing or fucking? Come on. Somebody pulled a gun. Somebody pulled a gun on someone at the bus stop about six months ago outside my house, and I ran to get behind a giant radiator unit along with like five other people. Because, you feel like you wouldn't, you, that because of like Gears of War. Cliffy B saved my life. It might not be built in. <laughs> okay, the title okay, of the I'm, podcast. Before, okay, saved my life. Before we end. Mary Cliffy B. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, Saltzman, Saltzman we ignore now. Okay, we're yeah. ignoring. Saltzman, <laughs> you're dead. You're going to marry? going to marry? Marry Cliffy B. Because um, he's going to save your life over and over again. Uh, John kill, Romero has the most role care. Kill um, John Romero because um, he, well, is the I don't know. Care. I've had a real life conversation with John Blow, so okay. it's it's really awkward to think about having sexual intercourse with him. Exactly. I mean, I have also, and I agree with that. And I've, I haven't talked to Romero, so there's maybe a chance that I could have sex with him more than Blow. And I mean, come on, no. Doom. John Romero seems like an attentive lover. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's that's that's true. I I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Also, but then there's, I mean, John Blow has Blow right in his name. Yeah, that is kind of tempting. That's 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 optional. That's on you if that's going to happen. I mean, maybe, maybe you not, get away with the. No, it's not. What do you mean it's optional? It's on me. We have. You don't know how I roll, bro. The rules are all or nothing. The rules. No. Okay, so, we got okay. 15 seconds left, guys. Go, go, go. Okay, Mary Cliffy B. Uh, screw John Romero. Kill Jonathan Blow. Okay. Yeah, hey. 
Yes, nailed it. I actually, I, I'm glad that we all came to a really good place about John Romero, but I, I have to submit the opposite otherwise. You would kill John Romero? Sorry, Adam Saltzman, you don't get an opinion. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really grim way to end it. Just, now he wants to kill John Romero? That's like, that's sick. Keep going. Uh, Jason Young asks a question based on our sister show, the ActionButton.net podcast. Oh other than Final Fantasy VII, what other games might benefit from a D-make? A D-make? Oh, that's a really good question. All the games. So the idea with that we that we hit upon in the ActionButton.net podcast was that I would rather play a D-make of Final Fantasy VII that made it look like Final Fantasy VI than play a 1080p 3D AAA modern-day remake of it. So there's a Chinese bootleg Famicom version that's actually like most of the game? Yeah, yeah, you linked me to that. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, Sonic Adventure. Oh, Sonic really? Adventure just be made like an old Sonic game? Yeah. Huh. So what parts of it are <laughs> saving? Mm-hmm. I don't really think anything about Sonic Adventure is worth saving. No. All, all the running in the loops and the hanging yeah, out with like, Chad. It's got at least like, there are three solid levels. Yeah. yeah if you combine sure. the salvageable levels across all of the 3D Sonic games into 2D games, like if you took all of the 3D Sonic games and made that one 2D Sonic game, that would be a good Sonic game. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. It'd be almost it's, as good as Sonic. the caveat Kong. that every 2D Sonic game made in the last decade has also been terrible. Not terrible, terrible, but they've been better than the 3D, but they've been nowhere near the initial quality. So you'd, you'd have, I feel like you'd have to temper that with, like, take all those levels and then pretend that somebody made a 2D one that was as good as it should be. I would play a side-scrolling, rolling thunder-like uh, 16-bit Gears of War. I was going to go with Halo on that one. Oh, Halo as well, yeah, but Gears of War has... Rolling Thunder has, like, the boxes you can duck behind. Yeah, had the cover-based uh, shooting in it. Uh, so it's like, yeah, but if you if you could put that into Halo, I think Halo with bran- with branching paths, kind of a Halo Contra game, would be really cool. Especially if you had and some Entra. of those some of those maps with uh, that have the launch pads and and whatnot. That would be really fun. I'd yeah, like to play a, a uh, Devil May Cry mm. or a Bayonetta as a beat 'em up. Actually, a guy did that. Um, mm-hmm. A Devil May Cry. Uh, it was Devil, a, Devil May Cry 'em up. An, an indie game guy uh, yeah. that won he won something best game design maybe at uh, IGF China. Oh, good for him! Yeah, last, last yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I think I would probably enjoy most of the Telltale games more if they were old 2D adventure games. Yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. Because they sure. mm-hmm. those games. Well, I haven't played The Walking Dead, but like Sam and Max and stuff, they just don't look that good. What if we and, took them further back and just made them straight text adventures? Well, then I probably wouldn't play those because I like uh, graphics. Graphics, yeah. yeah. What about what about way forward games? Do you make those and then uh, make them make, make them, them good. good? Yeah, make them good. If, if you demade Contra Four into like the graphics of Contra One for NES, you'd have a game that nobody would talk about having fun with when they were kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, that was too hot of a burn. <laughs> Scalded yourself. Contra 4, man. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to talk about Contra 4. I don't want to talk about it. Um, what else? It's like, it's Contra, mm. sort of. i tell um, you what I don't want man, I had a, I'm going to say every Zelda that's come out since Wind Waker. Oh, man, I would love... No, I would love uh, like make make Wind Waker into... Uh, uh, make him look like 
Link to the Past. I would say yeah, sure. somebody was re- it was demaking Ocarina of Time into a Link to the Past. Oh, oh I'd, I'd play that. Look yeah, great. I would play Majora's Mask that way as well. Oh and yes. Like 3D didn't really add too much to Zelda. I'm sure somebody's going to send me a hate mail about that. Majora's Mask would be amazing in 2D. Yeah, it'd be hot. Like you would you would grasp the geography of the town so fast that way. You know what I would rather play? I want I would say a demake of uh of Cannibal for the original iPod. Can we get that? <laughs> There's a, there's a C64 remake. Guys, this yeah. is going to tie into a later question, so let's uh, put that up. Oh, oh. I think that also, um, uh, uh, man, ruined my ruined my train of thought there, Jaffy. Oh, no! Good <laughs> job. God darn it. Stop thinking about trains, Brandon. I, love I, trains. I think, I think tri- Trials would be a really badass as Excite Bike. Yeah. Like, well, just it, roll it back. It, the, it, I don't know if it would be helped by being demade. It just kind of happens to have sort of polished 3D graphics. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's basically a 2D old game. Yeah, actually, no. I I take that back, and I might lose something because there's something you need that I need that extreme precision of the representation of the position of the bike too. What if you we got to- uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City in the style of Batman for the NES? I don't think that would work out. No. You need you need the three D uh, element for the uh, for the combat. It yeah, the combat to... is what makes it stand out, and you need three D for that. I agree. I think you could do it in two D. I think um, you could make a two D game that's fun. I mean, I yeah, guess you'd have to have him like pass too. through enemies or something. Well, I mean, you... like, like like Shanks is super competent straight two D brawler. I think uh, we're not entirely uh, no. in agreement on that. Super we had competent. we had the creator of Shank on this show and. He personally disowned Shank. Really? We didn't actually have that. What? We didn't have the creator of Shank <laughs> on the show. Did we have Clyde? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, that might have been yeah, a little. Was... That might have been a little bit of hyperbole. We had a guy who worked on Shank on the show. <laughs> we had a guy that had a special thanks on Shank. He had a special Shanks on Thank. Yeah. Um, man, I had like a big old list in my head of games that could be demade. Final Fantasy XIII. Uh, Halo, could be, Halo could be demade in the style of Urban Strike and Jungle Strike. The end. That was the, the champion answer. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was what I was thinking when the question was first asked. Actually, I'll, I'll add one more thing. Oh, you can't. No, you can't. can't. You That's can't. the rules. You it's can't add another rules. thing. Yeah, you have to write a blog That's first. In fact, it. we're going to take a short break right now, but stay okay. tuned while our listener, Teresa... Tell us what developers can do to scare the player in a horror game. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Here's the answer to a question from Episode 9. What can horror games do to effectively scare players? Gamers are prideful and defiant by nature. Any attempt to scare us will work for maybe two minutes, then we'll impishly find glitches to make the offending creature spasm and dance for our own entertainment. Adult fears? Yawn. Press X to Jason. What developers have to do is target gamers specifically, or more precisely, undermine all our assumptions and security. Have the game made with deliberate glitches with random triggers to frustrate and disorient the player. Have it track their use of save files and punish them for trying again for ideal outcomes. Make failure put the save data and hard-won trophies of other games on the line. The developer should actively flood the internet with game shark codes and solutions that sabotage the player, and walkthroughs that mention details and scenarios that are fabricated. Each game will randomize and then fix aspects of itself so as to prevent players from being able to commiserate and support each other in their 
their trials. Have it infect and interrupt any other game the player uses to avoid it. And most importantly, make it actually beatable with a 100% complete achievement, so that the many gamers with a perfectionist streak will drive themselves into despair trying to meet the game's fickle and indeterminate demands. And that is the correct answer. Welcome back to the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm your Hi. host, Lex Jaffe. Joining me is Rank Cifaldi. Hello. <laughs> I'm Rogers. Oh, yeah. Randon Sheffield. Uh-uh. And Damn Saltzman. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Let's move on with question six. They say celebrities die in threes. First, we lost Nintendo Power, and now we have news that G4 is finally going off the air. What are the best odds for the celebrity death pool? Hang on, G4's G4's not going off the air. G4 has kind of fallen apart, is all. G4 will be rebranded and will still be a video game channel, but it's not going off the air. I think it's actually going to become the Maxim Network plus games. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. Let's just presume G4's dead, though. Okay, let's presume G4's. You're asking what's next? Hyperbole is a powerful tool on this show. Yeah, yeah. Hyperbole uh, works real well. Morgan Morgan Freeman died today, so I think that's the end. That's the answer. What? What? Don't make up ridiculous things, Brandon. Okay. That's what my mom texted me. Morgan Freeman did not die. He dies for fakesies like every week. (laughs) Yeah, Morgan Freeman is still alive according to Wikipedia. Oh, Oh, man. My mom's just got... She probably got got Twitter trolled. That's a a hoax that happens every... At some point, you guys should go Mm -hmm. to abevagoda.com. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that later. All right. Um, I love Abe so, so what, What's next? It's got to be. Uh, Abe Vigoda is alive. Yeah. Wait, IGN, right? Yeah, IGN would be the, the hyperbole answer, I guess. But actually. IGN is not definitely. Um, IGN, from what I understand, I mean, they tried to spin off into their own business and sell it, and no one bought it. And that was well over a year ago. So. I mean, it's theoretically possible that I could use IGN could... has to go to Home Depot every morning to get a new truck full of Skrill rakes to rake in that money because they bend and break the old ones. <laughs> so IGN, man, you sh- you shut your face, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't care about IGN. What about uh, One Up? Any future stuff is in danger. One Up's definitely in danger. One up is uh. One up died once, didn't they? One up is well, they, they died, died once, once but they had a one up. Nice, nice. Was that was that the intention? Was that were you were you setting up that punchline there, Adam Pepper Saltzman? I was now. Oh, <laughs> one up dot com published an article by me last week, and I didn't even know until like yesterday. I was like, whoa, hey, is that a harbinger of doom, or is that proof that they're okay? Well, hang on. When I worked at... A little bit of both. I Kotaku prints Tim Rogers' articles, and now they're in but, the New York Times, so... But, but Frank, I, did, I didn't know that uh, that they'd even published it, or that they'd even looked at it, or received it, or... It was, well, they, have, uh, they, have like, they have, like, three people over there now. I should, yeah, I should probably... I, I keep meaning to, like, tweet a link to it. I should tweet a link to it tomorrow. It was a pretty good article. Who, who's dead? Who's dead here? Um, One up? We've got we've got print and we've got broadcast, so I guess we need web now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Game Informer could die, like not in the sense that it would stop being distributed for free, but in the sense that it would entirely cease 
to have writing in it can just be like photos of like muscly CG men with guns. And that would probably make it a better magazine. I think it would. I mean, it's not going to affect its circulation negatively. What about uh, what about Joystick? Yeah, Joystick is owned by AOL, right? Right. Um, mm. AOL probably. Wait, is it AOL or Owl? It's Owl. Okay. I, I thought I thought I was pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, Thanks. You just the kind of vomit when you say it. Owl. Mister <laughs> Owl. Uh, <laughs> Owl. Joystick's definitely in trouble, but uh, well, I don't know if they're definitely in trouble. Sorry, AOL is definitely in trouble. I mean, who uses AOL anymore? I mean, my I parents. Don't... Parents, yeah, my parents oh, too. Well, there you have it. I feel like I feel like Joystick had this really strong position for a while, which was it wasn't Kotaku. Yeah, and now. But it's then good. Kotaku kind of cleaned up their act. I'm guessing, like quasi in response to what was, what was Polygon their, threatening to exist. What was their and, act? Was it publishing less or more stuff by me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was about the same. I think it was. It's the, the Kotaku that everybody likes to make fun of. It was like the cakes and like anime costumes Kotaku. Right. I feel like Steven's kind of cleaned Kotaku that East. up. Kotaku East. Steven's cleaned it up a lot. Um, I've got the answer. What is it? Let's hear it. I'm dying to know, really. This video game media publication thing to close down uh, will be Polygon. Okay. Oh, they're just gonna, they're going to announce JK, guys. Yeah, their <laughs> final episode of their documentary will uh, actually at the end say that uh, they ran out of money and have to shut down. All right. <laughs> they spent too much money making documentaries. <laughs> they, they got no, 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 Internet Explorer paid for all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Polygon's the answer. Okay. I think my answer is I don't care. Oh. Yeah, also that. Uh, well, I guess the safe answer would actually be the Wii. The Wii? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the Wii is done. Is that right? Yeah, it's That's done. Not really, done. Not really a video game publication. But no, we didn't say publication. <laughs> but you said thumbs and threes, and you named two... Uh, two publications, uh, sort of. Video game deaths, THQ. Mm-hmm. What THQ? THQ aren't as thick as they used to be. And, and at this point, like, the, the death of the Wii is not so much like a sudden tragedy that was unexpected, but like an inevitable death of old age. It's an assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Polygon's the answer. Polygon's the answer. Let's move on to question number seven. What is your dream video game crossover? Dream video game crossover. Huh? and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, I really want to see that. I really, really want to see Mario and Sonic at the 2016 Winter Olympic Games. Do you think they'll do that? you think they'll come back? Oh, yeah, and it's going to be really hot. It's well, no, be- it won't, because the 2016 Olympic Games will be Summer Olympics. Thank you very much. Yeah, but they're, they're, they do the Summer but, but the problem... 2014 you- is when it'll be the winter one, then, yeah. So uh, the problem you might need, might not be foreseeing is that they are aging athletes at this point. They can't just compete forever and be expected to win. Yeah. You know, there's oh. be a point where Mario and Sonic just can't compete anymore. Well, it depends on the sport, I guess. Sure. They could get into, like, you know, being heptathletes or something. Do you guys think it would be cool to have, like, a Smash Brothers for Microsoft's franchises? Probably. Yeah. Definitely Blinks. not. Blinks. And grab by the ghoulies. Grab by the ghoulies. Cameo Ooh. elements of power. Perfect dark. Uh, Master Chef. Master Chef versus Marcus Fenix. And the Avatars. 
Yeah. Viva Pinata. <laughs> it would just pull down all your friends' avatars, Frank. Okay, that's, that worked. That, uh, that actually is pretty cool. I think someone did that on the Xbox Live Indie Games already. I am dying to have a game where I can be my Xbox avatar in Gears of War right along. I, I want Marcus Phoenix to tell a hideous cartoon, <laughs> cartoon <laughs> representation of myself to fight through the pain. <laughs> I really want to see that. I will, I will pop such a boner, you know, to, to, to get real, to, you know, real talk. I will so pop such a boner. Your dream video game crossover is Gears of War and you. Gears of War and avatars, man. Gears of War and avatars. As long as there's like super, super detailed like blood decals all over the avatars at all times, I'm totally I think, happy. I think my dream matchup is uh, Triple Town and Yeti Town. Oh yeah, <laughs> Yeti Yeti Town. Brandon, that would be too easy. The Yetis and the Bears would just fight each other, and you just build whatever you want. That's true. That's true. I mean, come but on. Who would win, Yetis or Bears? Probably Yetis. Yeah, the bears, bears, the bears would win. Bears what, would win. I have an actual answer. I have an actual answer. Ready? Yetis Ready? aren't real, so Bears would win. Uh, Bubsy, Awesome Possum, the Battletoads, and uh, oh, I, I, Trash I, I, Tasmanian Tiger. You know what, Frank? <laughs> I was I was with you, but you you straight up jilted Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, I was gonna. I was and gonna I'm say. like, man, that's that your your little crossover means nothing without Arrow the Acrobat. Well, how about how about Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel? Well, he would have to be in there as well. You put you can't just have Arrow the Acrobat without Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor McFur in his Crescent Galaxy should get up in there. Absolutely. Oh God, Trevor McFur versus Star Fox would be a good crossover. I think yeah, everybody's yeah. waiting for a Conquer slash Duke Nukem crossover. I'd play that. Conk <laughs> What about Duke Conkum? Or, or you could have uh, Conker and Bonk's Adventure crossover. That would be Bonk's, Bonk's Adventure. Yeah. Bonker's Bad Meat Day. <laughs> How, why do you like Bonk so much, Brandon? There's, he eats meat in it. It's not my fault. Eating the meat is optional, just like killing grandmas is optional in GTA. <laughs> no, but you benefit very much. You benefit from shooting the hooker and stealing her money. Yeah, you don't. Okay, no, you don't. Look, you don't really, because what do you use money for in GTA? Nothing. I have, I have a spreadsheet. Buying more weapons. I, I have a spreadsheet on Grand Theft Auto's uh, economies, and there, there, there's, there's nothing. Right. Sports. I use the money in Grand Theft Auto Four to take taxi rides everywhere. That's it. There you and, go. It's like there, ten dollars. So the yeah. economy in that game is like fourth grade level. Okay. Like seriously, yeah, we need to get the Zynga guys to. Uh, design the economy for the next Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that'll. I'll be. I'll be raking it in there. Grand Theft Autoville, we'll call it. There's, that's it. Grand Theft Auto and Farmville, where you can drive outside the town and there's a farm. Oh man, yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, one of one of uh, the bros uh, from Action Button Entertainment, uh, Nicholas Wazilewski, was just saying today. He lives in Virginia. There is a Farmville, Virginia, like a real city called Farmville. Whoa. <laughs> Like, Can not, he send us like a postcard? Man, far, like greetings from Farmville. He really should. He totally <laughs> should. I bet Polygon is sending people there right now. <laughs> I feel like maybe he just shouldn't tell anyone so they don't get like sued out of existence. 
Oh, man, yeah. it'd be fantastic if the mayor of the mayor of Farmville gets sued and he has to just drown himself in drink and gunfire. Oh. <laughs> the mayor should, should of Farmville sounds like some obscene crossover between Spore Square and Facebook. Ooh, yeah. There should really be an interview. You should be mayor of virtual shitholes. Holy there should, cow! There should be a, uh, an Except interview with that with that mayor <laughs> where he is. Uh, where he's, people are asking him how difficult it is to manage his town and how he, you know, manages his request for so water. You, so and, you, yeah. so you harvest the wheat every four hours, Mister <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Strawberries every day, then is it? Corn, corn every two minutes. You guys must be busy. Man, will, man, will break his back in that field. <laughs> Let's just move on to the next question, shall we? I would say, wait, wait, my, my, my last word on this one, since we didn't get the horrible noise yet, is yeah. I would like to never see any more crossovers ever again. Okay. That one. That's my ultimate crossover. I mean, not even, even Toe Jam and Earl in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> not even we'll that. Never. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Question number eight. Uh. Pitch to me a mobile game designed for the Nokia cell phone I had in high school. Oh, man, that must have been a long time ago. Yeah, it was like I had Snake on it. I paid yeah. like something like $5 for a meaty 10-second clip of Funky Town for a ringtone. Uh, oh, that's like fantastic. This, it was like this uh, LED black-and-white display. It had something like wait, 20 wait, pixels yeah. on it. Why'd you, why'd you get Funky Town when you could have gotten Electric Avenue? Uh, because I'm a Funky Town kind of guy. You're not not a, not Electric Avenue. I like to pay tribute to Funky Town as the official last disco hit before disco died. Has anybody here ever listened to the full song Electric Avenue? It's terrible. Yeah, I don't like that song very much. <laughs> I have an answer for you though, Jaffy. Yeah, sure. you go first. Um, a an old school LCD style first person dungeon crawler with um randomly generated maps, which isn't really that hard to do there, um, where you will in- eventually always die, but you can progress further and fight monsters and gain, a, like, there are probably just two items you can get, because you don't, you don't want to take up too much screen real two estate items. with those, um, like a, a health one and a magic spell. And then you just fight your way as far as you can get, and and that'll work on your phone fine and actually be pretty fun. I'd say there's there's new stuff being done with roguelikes all the time. Oh where yeah, it's like ro- roguelikes are so lo-fi by nature. Something like Saga Thirty Three could probably run and be really interesting even on a crappy old phone. Yep. Like, I want to do. I always, I think I always wanted to make something that was like blackjack and like planetary exploration. There's my ultimate crossover right there. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Overlapping. So you would like, you basically like, you basically be gambling on whether or not you could make it to the next planet. And then you would have to decide to cash out or like, you know, like push on and see if you could beat the dealer and get to the next planet. The real answer is drug wars. Well, yeah. that was, uh, you know, the, they actually, that, those were the good games back then. There was, yeah. like, that intergalactic fish trader game, I think it was called. It was basically drug wars. Yeah. Those, were the, those were the games that inspired the first Facebook games. Right. Yeah. Um, I was going to basically say text-based games. Um, I don't, like, like the, you've got these, like, question of the dragon sort of games on the iPhone that would have worked just fine on those. I don't, I don't know that those are necessarily, like, the best games, but... Um, you know, simple text choice games. There's something there. Yeah, 
You could do like a rock paper. There's a bunch of rock paper scissors mechanics that you could have mapped to like one, two, and three because you weren't allowed to like have corded button presses or whatever. You yeah. could you could um, make a competent Poke clone for sure. for an old Good. phone. Yeah, I, I thought the um I thought tower blocks was actually like like reasonably interesting when it came out. Tower yeah, blocks. No, that was that was yeah. way after these phones. Though. Oh, was it? Oh, so one tower thing. Tower blocks was pre iPhone. What like when tower blocks came out, it was on like Nokia candy bar things. Yeah, but we're talking about like no color, just black on an LCD screen. Yeah, I, I, uh, guys, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Triple Town was initially an Amazon Kindle game for the first Kindle. That's really? the only platform I have it for. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, I don't know. You do you like you guys all like Triple Town? I think it's one of the coolest things ever made. I like it. Okay, it's not my. I favorite. think it's got pacing problems, but I I do like the I like. Can the, you uh, can you solve a Rubik's cube in less than two minutes, Adam Saltzman? Um, no. Well, then, yeah, pacing problems, huh? I definitely huh? Is that can't. what it is? I, it's, it's, uh, it's math yeah. problems. If you don't like math that much like I don't, then it's not very exciting. A Rubik's Cube is never beyond, ni- is never 19 moves past uh, solution, by the way. Okay. I just knew that. Yep. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you could make, you could make Cannibal on that phone, I tell you what. Yeah, you could. Could you? I want it on the original. I think those screens ghosted pretty bad. I was gonna say the refresh rate on those is not good uh, enough. It's it's okay. No, I mean it, even if it ghosts, you you're paying attention to the blackest bit, and uh, you could get used to it. I mean you could do that on the TI eighty two. They had Mario, and it and it mm. didn't work so well, um, and it had ghosting problems. But you could still play it. You could still if you were in a, if you were in a class that you didn't like you could you would definitely still play Mario. We were uh, we were mocking mm. up Virtual Boy style graphics for Ziggurat and apparently it would ghost pretty bad even on the PlayStation Vita. Wow. That's a little, I don't uh, that's a little bit of secret info for you guys. <laughs> so if, if you know if such a game had such graphics on such a system it wouldn't look very good. <laughs> Theoretically speaking, hypothetically. But that's that's only because of the high contrast, of course. The red and black. It's not high contrast. Mm-hmm. What's the word mm-hmm. for that? The, the the level of contrast. Man, Virtual Boy, man. I would say put. Tri- you know, you could. Okay, maybe Triple Town does have pacing problems uh, that that prevent it from being as popular as it possibly could be. Right. I think so. I'm just saying that my like the second time I played it. Um, like I, I played through it like for five minutes or whatever, and, and uh, like like fucked up my town and died or whatever, and restarted. And like game two was like I don't know eight hundred thousand points and four flying castles or something, and it took like an hour and forty five minutes or two hours. You're just supposed to take a move and walk away. You're supposed to like take a move every now and again. You can deliberate on it. There's no time pressure. I think games like that are really cool. Like, like nothing. Let's move on to number nine. <laughs> Which Valve headliner will have the largest impact on the video game industry? Greenlight, Steam TV, or that VR headset, which will heretofore be referred to as Valvovision? Valvovision. Valvovision. What, what about Valvovision? I. So- Particular well, to Valvovision. Well, how about Valvovision? Valva. How about that? Is that good? 
Valva? I guess. Val- instead of Valvo. I think Valva Vision sounds better. I would Volvo Vision. No, Valva Vision is too close to Volvo Vision. God, Volvos are fantastic. Yeah, so, Volvo Vision. That's a reliable um, car. Greenlight, mm. I don't I don't feel like Greenlight is uh that cool. At least not yet. They have a lot to figure out because they they just announced the ten games, the ten first games that they were gonna put on Greenlight uh, that they were gonna put on Steam because of Greenlight. And it was just the ten highest voted games. Yeah, I clicked on that link and it was just a gif of a guy doing like the jerking off motion. Go yeah. So no, I'm just I mean, kidding. Some of those games were cool. Well, they, they might have been cool. They might not have been. But the point is that the the way Greenlight works is just it's just a voting system that can be easily gamed. So I don't think it's gonna. I mean, unless yeah, they change it, it's not a thing was, yet. Like yeah. maybe like, in the be. long run, I could imagine that being like the most influential thing because that's changing. It has the potential to change what sort of things get distributed rather than just how they're distributed. But I don't um, think I don't think a system where people vote on what gets distributed is going to be the game changer. I think uh, a, yeah. a, system, a system where people don't even have to friggin' vote is probably going to be a game changer eventually. Um, where you know the games are just for sale, damn it, like like <laughs> like, like the iOS market or whatever. But uh, um. The uh, the second one was what the, the the big screen mode, right? Yeah. The big picture. Yeah. Um, the big head mode. I like big head mode. Um, big head mode is actually a real game seller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have. I would have never played NBA Jam if it weren't for that. Shoot, <laughs> I should put that in the Cannonball update. Yeah. yeah oh, I want oh, big man. head mode in Cannonball. Yeah. The big yeah. big head of ball. Make it, Shaqu- make it Shaquille O'Neal's head though. <laughs> <laughs> giant giant Bill Clinton head. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, that Bill. that big screen that big screen thing is, yeah. is definitely interesting, and I would consider building a TV. I mean, building <laughs> building, building a, a building a PC for my TV to play PC games on. But but if there's a thing that's going to get me to play PC games more, I'm I sort of feel like it might be the Microsoft Surface thing because uh, Surface, yeah, the, uh, the, substance. Uh, is it, isn't it? No, it's smart. Surface. You surface mean, is right. Yeah. You mean smart? You mean smart no, I mean Surface. I mean the, 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 the tablet. The, yeah, the like, laptop thingy. The laptop tablet thing that has its own uh, integrated um, keyboard that's also a stand oh. that also yeah. lets you plug in an Xbox 360 controller that also yeah. runs Windows. So you're talking about, yeah. So like, uh, taking that thing around with me seems way more feasible because it's already a computer than buying a computer to hook up to my TV, unless... Microsoft Surface also can uh, serve uh, oh, Steam can. to my TV, in which case, hooray, I'm using both. But it's not like broadcasting to your TV. you got to go, like, hook it to your TV. And then well, yeah, but it's it's right. the size of a laptop, so who cares? But, okay, but, I mean, but, but this is you, the future, too. I mean, who knows? I mean, you can buy a computer that is more functional than the Surface. And yeah, small and plug it into your TV right now for probably like three hundred dollars. Yeah, Brandon, a, a computer, purpose. a computer doesn't have to be enormous, and it could, uh, you know. I'm, well, I'm aware my my computer is a tiny cube. Do you know Do you know how much the Microsoft Surface costs? How much? I, I don't think that's announced yet. Hold on, hold on. I know, I know, I know. Five hundred ninety nine U.S. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> worth. Oh, crazy! That's the exact same price as an Apple iPad device. I just typed Microsoft Surface price and then pressed enter into Google, and the first result is Microsoft Surface colon one hundred ninety nine dollar price not feasible. 
still could sell millions. And it's written by <laughs> an analyst of sorts. It's like, okay. There you go. The, the iPad sure isn't $199. Big head mode. Big head mode in all seriousness. I, per, I, I myself uh, put together a computer about four years ago for this purpose. Uh, just I to play ne- big head mode? Just to play computer games on my TV. And I had a good damn time, but the 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 uh, UI was not great. And even though I had a computer hooked to my TV, I would turn on my Xbox 360 to watch Netflix, which is weird when you when you think about it. Yeah. Um, once once big head mode starts having you know like Netflix apps and Hulu apps and stuff, it's it's and and I'm playing the same damn console games I would be otherwise, but you know in 1080p or whatever, then. I don't know that I would turn on my consoles anymore. Yeah, I think that is the answer. I think Valve's uh, uh, big picture is pretty neat. Yeah. And I'm also going to point out that I really do not like uh, putting screens on my eyeballs. Um, Anything that wants to try to make me do that is going to be in trouble because it's. I feel like I'm looking at something that's an inch away from my face because I am doing that, and that hurts my eyes and my head and my brain. I feel like big picture mode is at some extent at the mercy of these operating systems, though. Like, I have a little bitty, like, DS case-sized computer for the TV uh, for watching, like, uh, especially watching, like, Street Fighter streams or whatever. Uh, And it's, um, like, it's such an enormous hassle compared to a console. Even, like, I've I've done everything that I can to make it a reasonable thing to interface with, um, like trying to get the power saving settings right so that it'll turn itself off, but it'll turn itself back on properly when like you press a button on the remote, just like the PS3 does, or just like the Xbox, like, like really, really basic, simple usability things are like surprisingly difficult to do still. And yeah, I think big but, picture mode is always going to be big head mode is always going to be at the most. Oh no! Let's wrap things up with question number ten before we go on to our super popular lightning round. All right. It's been said that Valve is the Pixar of video games. If that's the case, who's the DreamWorks of video games? <laughs> Probably Whoa. Microsoft. Blizzard. Uh, I think Microsoft. No, it's it's got to be someone who just kind of like. Is two steps behind Valve at all all the time. Blizzard, Blizzard. Microsoft. What what does Blizzard do that copies Valve? Um, it's not so much copy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Keep in mind that DreamWorks made made ants when they heard that uh, Pixar was working on a Bug's Life, and yeah. DreamWorks made Deep Impact when they heard Disney was working on Armageddon. Well, and there's just like like a whole list of like they're making a movie about a meteorite. We got to make one too. The yeah. like, the obvious uh, Blizzard DreamWorks comparison would be that Miss the Pandaria thing, which everybody compares to uh, Kung Fu Panda, which is a DreamWorks property. But that's that's Blizzard. Yeah. 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 That that mm-hmm. thing. Did you guys see that? Well, when, this, they, when they had the uh, the samurai panda and offended everybody? Yeah, and people hated that. It's like, you're already playing a game where you pretend to be ogres and stuff. It's like, oh, the, the funny oh, thing ogres is... Ogres that are already, like, Jamaican, like, the only black people in the game are these horrible green monsters. Yeah, that's a little weird. And then it's like, oh, now they've got the panda, the Chinese guy is a panda. However, however... 
as someone who thinks WoW is pretty dumb in general, no offense to people who play it, uh, like I think that Panda just makes it look way more dumb. Okay, do you guys want to answer the question? Yes, I would like the okay, question to um, be Let's hear it. I, 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 I said Microsoft, it, so... I'm, I'm going to say EA. Why EA? Uh, because of Origin. Origin, sure. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's actually the answer. I mean, I can, think I throw, yes. can I throw Epic? I think, I think that Epic. EA has... Oh, go probably, home. Go home. Epic. Epic. Like, you see, they, they have that like co-op team look, zombie look. survival thing that looks exactly like Team Fortress. That's just team one. Fortress, Team Fortress, Team for Dead is what it looks like. It's just yeah. one, though, but I, that's just one product, and I feel like EA is following the Valve thing of trying to become platform independent mm-hmm. and, and uh, do their own thing to have their own distribution. Mm-hmm. And also, when you think of all of the quote-unquote smart FPSs that are. Uh, that that, yeah. that EA's making like their little syndicate FPS, which actually was pretty cool. I don't know if anybody played it. I played it for five minutes. It seemed pretty neat. It's more than I play most stuff. Uh, it like they're making all these little FPSs that are kind of cool or kind of uh, you know they made Mirror's Edge or whatever. All their all their little arty stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of kind of feels like they're trying to make something as good as Half Life. They're like it should be easy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I actually do legitimately, I'm not making that up, I do get that feeling from a lot of, like, all the smarter games that they do. Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, uh, uh, Syndicate, is obviously wasn't popular, so it's not as good of an example, but they feel like they're trying to make a smarter FPS. If they'd given, if they, I feel like if they'd given the Mirror's Edge team more than, like, six months to make that game, yeah, they could it would have been, it would have been, like, a landmark. Like we would, we would be sitting here going, like, man, Valve just has to get their shit together. Or they're never going to catch up to EA. We would, we would be uh, sipping whiskey and based crying. on that one game. I don't think so. You didn't let me yeah. finish my hilarious thing. <laughs> I was going to say we would be sipping whiskey and crying about that game right now if they give yeah. them like a couple more months and a little bit more money. Yeah, I think that uh, while I do agree that EA is probably the answer. I would also like to submit for your amusement airtight games because they got they got an air, they got a leak they got Kim Swift making that uh, quantum conundrum mm-hmm. which is very uh, very portal e because she made that also and then the next thing she does who knows but um, that's I feel like uh, it's a better you, know, you know who's the you know who's the DreamWorks to the whole industry though. Who? Is Gameloft. Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gameloft, yeah. Gameloft. Yeah, Gameloft. But, like, but Gameloft's games are way worse than DreamWorks' movies. Like, have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? That movie's pretty good. Oh, okay. No, okay. Both Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon are both great. Both came from non-DreamWorks directors who are basically... Like, the director of Kung Fu Panda was kicked out of DreamWorks after. I'm sort of Game scared Loft that DreamWorks like has to... Gameloft is like that show that made uh, Hop and Despicable Me and the Lorax, that, like, third-place one. That's Lorax. Blue Sky. That's Blue Sky. Lorax. Yeah, I, I'd go in for that. So, there's, like... <sighs> DreamWorks has, like... Okay, Kung Fu Panda 2 was written by Charlie Kaufman, wasn't it? Maybe. Am, yeah. I, am I making that up? I totally making that up. I, I can't make. I can't up. be making that up. I've read something about that somewhere. Uh, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Well, ooh, I, I typed Charlie Kaufman K U N, and it it auto completes to Kung Fu Panda two. So Morgan Freeman uh, auto completes to Morgan Freeman dead. That doesn't mean yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanity Fair says that Charlie Charlie Kaufman punched up the script. There you go. Uh, okay. 
There you go. He did. Wow. Okay. So they're kind of cool. They're getting uh, cooler people. Woody Allen was an ants. Yeah, he sure was. They only let cool people in as long as they can like keep them, keep a leash on them. Like they couldn't keep a leash on the original Kung Fu Panda director, and the movie turned out really good. So like they basically asked him to never come back. Not really Uh, good, but pretty. So the answer is EA then. Okay, yeah. EA's our answer, which means we go right into our lightning round, guys. I'm so excited. Wait, are this, <gasps> can we go light into our lightning round? Let's go light into our lightning round. Yay! I am going to name a video game character. No. And you have to tell me who you would cast to play them in a movie. Nice! Ooh. Are you ready? Definitely uh, not, but let's know. do it. I have to know actor names now, go. I don't know actor names, but we'll, we'll do our best. Oh, do yeah, our best. Yeah. You know Here we go. Funny. Number Think one. movies you've seen. Gene from God Hand. Can they be dead actors? Sure. Gene from God Hand? Oh, mm. my God. Oh, my Christian God. Christian Bale would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale. No. Christian Bale reprising his role from the movie The Fighter. Okay. Could, uh, Ashley Graham, Resident Evil 4. Was oh, that the little girl? Yeah, that's the president's daughter. Uh, Ellen Page. Okay. <laughs> the He-Man from Half-Life. Ellen Page. No, we're just <laughs> people. Who? You can't reuse actors. The G- yeah, I know, but tell- and it's, he's the he's the smoking man from X Files anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that sure. Is, that that's is true. true. Uh, Andrew the innkeeper from Majora's Mask. Oh my God, that guy. That girl. Uh, John Nutt. <laughs> that's a girl. Airbud should play it. I don't know that character. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't really know. Right. I, I know the character, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, Airbud. You don't, you don't know the character, yeah. I but I don't really. Like, but let's go with Airbud. 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 A dog. Uh, yeah. Boss for Metal Gear Solid. Through a boss for Metal Gear Solid Three. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, like Kate Blanchett. Fine. Uh, I said Alexander. That's funny. No, Kate Blanchett's funny. We're talking about actors here. Yeah. Okay. Real actors. Be serious. The female Commander Shepard. No, you don't have to be serious. Female Commander Shepard. Uh, obviously, um, Ripley. Ellen Page. I I think Ripley's a good answer. All yeah. right. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Sergeant yeah. Johnson from Halo. Sergeant Johnson. Yeah. Wait, isn't he? Doesn't he? Oh, he's gosh. actually based on a. He's based. He's, on he's based on the guy from Aliens. The <laughs> the commander guy from Aliens. Also oh, the. The, the black dude in Predator okay. that has the mustache. Yeah, black and Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers, who was also in Arrested Development as Paul Weathers. Yeah. Yeah, you can get Carl Weathers in there straight okay. up. Poison <laughs> Final Fight. Poison from Final Fight? Um, Man. Ky- Kyle Peace. Who? Uh, the lead singer from The Darkness. Okay. Kyle Police is the Street Fighter player who is, uh, who is male-ish, but like modeled after poison. Brandon, yeah, we're picking actual actors here. Yeah, they have to be actors. Uh, some of you are. You don't have to if you don't want to, though. Okay, keep uh, going. You don't. Okay. You don't win. I'm gonna keep, keep going. going. This is the lightning round. Dante in the movie adaptation of the video game adaptation of the book Dante's Inferno. Whoa, Sean Bean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Bean 20 years ago. <laughs> no, anybody with a sword is Sean Bean. Um, Lester from Another World. Oh my god. Macaulay Culkin. Oh, it's gotta be um, the, the Irish guy from the Red Violin. Macaulay Culkin. I like no, Macaulay. not Macaulay Culkin. Cillian Murphy. Home Alone. Um, I would go for Cillian Murphy. That's good. What's, yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of like Steve Goldblum. 
Steve Goldblum. Yeah, to play Lester. No. He possibly could. Did you know that the only reason Lester has red hair in another world is because he, he put himself in there with the dark hair and he didn't like the way it looked? Yes, he wrote it. about this interaction but reviewed him every well, time. Well, no, Eric Scott also said lightning. he didn't lightning. want lightning. He didn't lightning want lightning him. Hey! <laughs> hey! Let lightning. me finish my sentence now. Everybody really shut important. up. Fine. Really he said important. he wanted him to have red hair so that people didn't think it was him. Fine. Waluigi. <laughs> God! Waluigi! Hurry! Waluigi? Yeah! Um, Jaffe! No, 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 he's too fat. Um, You're uh, the, 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 the ugly guy who played Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Alright. Uh, Willem Dafoe? Dafoe, yeah. Oh, Roberto Benigni? Willem, Willem Dafoe is the number one hotness, that guy. Uh, the Ooh. Black Mage from Final Fantasy 1. Roberto Benigni. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody, because you can't see that character. Roberto Benigni would add life. Airbud, Airbud, Airbud. Like Lester in another world. Right, <laughs> Bayonetta. Roberto Benigni. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Okay, that's the easy answer. Yeah. It's not a real well, actor. Oh, I thought we were Bay. choosing real actresses. Tina real Bay actresses as here. Sarah Palin as Bayonetta. Oh. Okay. Tina Bay with some prosthetic thighs. Sure. <laughs> What? Duke what? Duke Nukem? Yeah, Duke, Duke Nukem. Nukem. Sean Bean. You can't cast Sean Bean again. Oh, come on. Uh, 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 oh, God. Who, the guy from They Live. Bruce Campbell. No, the wrestler guy. It would have, it would have to be Bruce Campbell because they ripped off all of his uh, evil Not, Oh, half oh, of them. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Who you're saying. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's, that's good. Right. I like that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Any Roddy, wrestler, Roddy I think, would do. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> he just have a revolving door. Okay, let's go. Voldo. Voldo from Soul Calibur. What? Voldo from Soul Calibur. I mean, why Voldo? Why not? Um, uh, Roberto Benigni. Yeah. Say Roberto Benigni. I'm a Voldo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean. What is Gollum? What is Mr. Bean? Owen Atkinson, yes. Yeah, that's great. Ooh. Kane and Lynch. Kane and Lynch? Yeah, cast them both. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> no! Uh, no! Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Oh, <laughs> man, I think that. You've got it. That's right. That's good. Uh, Alicia from Bullet Witch. That's oh. a raven. That's... that's <laughs> <laughs> oh! No! Okay, it could be her, now that I think about it. Now that you, you really? Think, no. Ellen Page? No, we already passed Ellen Page's actual fam. <laughs> Ellen Page needs to be in, like, everything. Wait, who is Ellen, who's Ellen Page? She's Ellen in Page the Heavy does. Rain sequel? She's in that Heavy Rain game. Um, okay, the the uh, the Khaleesi from, from Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, man, Khaleesi. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. All right. I'd have her in there. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say what's up to her Tim. while she was... Tim, this next one's for you. Who would play the martyr from Ziggurat? Who would, oh my god. I don't know. Roberto Benigni. Roberto Benigni! <laughs> no, not it's the apocalypse. Not, not Roberto Benigni. Uh, oh man, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
because there's a, I, I can't actually answer that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of asking you a loaded question here, Tim. Back because the, the main character, Ziggurat, has no... It would be like a Korean pop star. No, it's, uh, it, it's Pat. No. <laughs> if it, you wanted this to be genderless. He probably some sort of Korean pop star with, uh, with yeah. bleached hair. All right. Yeah, that, that's perfect. And this but, last one's for Adam. Who would play the escapee in Cannibal? Oh. Uh, okay, Airbud. Bill Clinton. Bill, Bill Clinton. All right. Deanna <laughs> Reeves and Roberto Benini together. Nailed it. Bill Clinton. This has been episode 11 of the Insert Credit Podcast. I'd like to thank Adam Saltzman for being on our show this week. Thank you very much, Adam. Oh, my pleasure, dudes. This is great. Listen, guys, I want you to go do me this favor. I want everybody to go to semisecretsoftware.com. You're going to see the names of some games there. You're going to see Aquaria. You're going to see Wordle. You're going to see Cannibal. You're going to see Gravity Hook. Cannibal you're going to see Steambirds. You're going to see a whole bunch of others, maybe. And I want you to buy every single one of those games and leave a review in the App Store saying that Alex Gorblax Jaffe sent you. All right. Uh, yeah. What else you can do while you're in iTunes is leave us a review. Tell us how great we are also. Maybe you can say Adam Saltzman sent you. Uh... Here's Please what do. Else. do it. Yeah, let's do, do it. that. You could tweet do it. it. You could yeah! you you could tweet about us on the Twitter using the hashtag insert credit. You can send in your questions to podcast at insertcredit.com or like Teresa, you could send in your answers in a minute or less in an MP3 to podcast at insertcredit.com. It has been a pleasure uh hosting this podcast for you i hope to host many many more in the days to come this has been alex gorblax jaffe i'm tim rogers he's tim rogers yay that was frank over there and that was brandon oh man and i love brandon's voice is podcasting yeah i, I want to say adam salsman you need to make a, a a game called cannibal tissimo right yeah no, this, i'm being i'm being sort of serious here a game called Cannibal Tissimo, where every time you jump, he makes some sort of bizarre Roberto Benigni sound. He's like, yippee, oh, oh. Like, like, what do you think? I'll record you like a whole bunch of samples, and then you can just put them in there, and then re-release it as like the uh, the screeching Guys, voice version. Can I admit that I have no idea who Roberto Benigni is? He was in <laughs> Beautiful. He was in what? Life is Beautiful. I haven't he's, seen that. He is a He's a very, very famous Italian actor. Yeah, he's bald. He's, he's in a he's in that Jim Jarmusch like anthology film too. I don't True. think I've seen that either. Uh, coffee and cigarettes. Coffee it's and cigarettes. He's in coffee and cigarettes. I haven't seen yeah. that either. You're striking out here. You should. Have. Well, you're you, striking out, Jeffy. Yeah, Jeffy, you're striking out. You should watch Life Is Beautiful. It's pretty good. Is it on it's the Netflix? Good. I think it is on Netflix. Oh well, then <laughs> I don't have a darn excuse. Hey, are we gonna are we gonna record Frank's intro to that thing? Yeah. yeah is this like is this like our post? Uh, yeah, we're, I'm thing. still recording so, now. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, all right, so um, my friend Kevin Horton is a really cool guy. I've known him for uh, over a decade. He likes to make weird and cool things, and uh, he's working on an FPGA console right now, which is a little box that'll uh, sort of fake itself into being a bunch of classic consoles. Um, he integrated Atari 2600 and NES support, and uh, he's playing around with those, and he's like, well, what would happen if I piped uh, NES music through the Atari's TIA chip so that it uh, would be NES music coming out of an Atari? And uh, 
what you're about to hear would not at all be possible on an Atari, but it's it's still really neat to hear. This is the the Moon song from DuckTales, uh, inarguably the greatest uh, song ever written, uh, played as if through an Atari chip. So here it is. Over, yeah!